So the idea is once you've been betrayed, you are in the most beautiful position to create a version of you that would blow your mind. If I tell you when someone is moving through the stages, and we see this in the Institute all the time, how many new relationships are born? How many new bodies? How many new businesses? Things that show up that you never would have had access to because you weren't ready for them. Welcome to Married 2.0. I'm your host, Amy Sanders. I'm a fitness and wellness pro, mom, stepmom, second wife, and master certified life coach. I'm here to help you manage your emotions, your relationships, and life so you can live a healthier, happier life. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I'm your host, Amy Sanders. And today we are talking about post-betrayal transformation. I have a total pro with me today. Her name's Dr. Debbie Silber, like silver, but with a B. And she has so much knowledge, experience, and just, she's a mother. She has four kids as well. And she has her own story. So I'm going to welcome you to the podcast. Welcome. I'm excited that you're here. And I think this topic is so important and a lot of times not really discussed because when you've been betrayed, sometimes you just don't really know what to do with it. And if you don't heal correctly, it can affect you for a long time. So welcome to the podcast. And I'm so excited to have you here and learn about just how we can heal from this. Oh, thank you so much. Really looking forward to our conversation. So, you know, no one says, oh, I think I want to study betrayal because it's a fun topic. No, you study because you have to. It's actually my 30th year in business. And as life would change, so in business. So I started in health and then mindset and then personal development. And then I had a really painful betrayal from my family, thought I did everything I needed to do to heal. And then it happened again a few years later. This time it was my husband. So anybody who's been through it, you're shocked, you're blindsided, you're devastated. Life as you've known it is no longer. So here I was, this was the deal breaker. So four kids, six dogs, a thriving business. I got him out of the house and I was like, you know, I'm, I'm a real believer that if nothing changes, nothing changes. And I looked at the two experiences and I was like, you know, I never really took my needs seriously. Boundaries were always getting crossed. Something has to change. And, and that's it. It's me. So I, I enrolled in a PhD program in transpersonal psychology, the psychology of transformation and human potential, because I was changing so much. I didn't really understand what was happening. He was too on his own, wasn't ready to look at that. And then it was time to do a study. So I studied betrayal. What holds us back? What helps us heal? And what happens to us physically, mentally, and emotionally when the people closest to us lie, cheat, and deceive? That study led to three groundbreaking discoveries, which changed my health, my family, my work, my life. Wow. (laughs) You just said a lot in like two minutes. (laughs) So good. So you and I talked before the podcast, Mm -hmm. I've had my own set of betrayals. We were like talking about it and you're like, oh, you're going to learn so much. And I was like, Mm -hmm. I know there's so many listeners, whether it is your husband or whether it's your family or anyone in your life, when you've had that form of betrayal, where do you even go? How do you heal? How do you deal with it? And that's what, that's what you're going to teach us. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and you'll, you'll learn this through, I'm happy to teach it through the discoveries because you'll see it all so clearly. Yeah. So the first, the first discovery was 
you know, betrayal felt like a very different experience for me. You know, originally I was studying betrayal and post and post traumatic growth. And for those who aren't familiar, post traumatic growth is if you can imagine like an upside of trauma, how any trauma, death of a loved one, disease, natural disaster, whatever it is, leaves you with a new awareness, insight, perspective that you didn't have. Like maybe you lose someone you love and you realize life is short, that kind of thing. But I had been through death of a loved one and I'd actually been through disease. And I was like, no, betrayal feels so different. I didn't want to assume it was the same for everyone. So I asked all of my study participants, and I said, if you've been through other traumas besides betrayal, does it feel different for you? Unanimously, they all said, oh my gosh, it's so different. And here's why. Because it feels so intentional, we take it so personally. So the entire self is shattered and has to be rebuilt. Think about it. Rejection abandonment, belonging, confidence, worthiness, trust. You know, with other traumas, you don't necessarily lose your ability to trust. You know, you don't necessarily right. feel rejected, right? But with betrayal, you do. So it didn't quite qualify as post-traumatic growth. It's like, yeah, you have to rebuild your life, but you also need to rebuild yourself. So I coined a new term, post-betrayal transformation. And that's the complete and total rebuild of your life and yourself after an experience with betrayal. So that was the first discovery. Want me to share the second? Of course, of course I do. (laughs) Okay, so the second was that there's actually a collection of symptoms, physical, mental, and emotional, so common to betrayal, it's now known as post-betrayal syndrome. And we've had easily over 60,000 people take our post-betrayal syndrome quiz on our site to see to what extent they're struggling. And a few things about that. The first thing is we've all been taught time heals all wounds. Well, I have the proof when it comes to betrayal, that's not true. There's a question on the quiz that says, is there anything else you'd like to share? And people write things like my betrayal happened 35 years ago. I'm unwilling to trust my betrayal happened 40 years ago. I can still feel the hate. My betrayal happened 15 years ago, feels like it happened yesterday. So we know when it comes to betrayal, you cannot just count on time doing the work for you. And, you know, we see, we can spot an unhealed betrayal from a mile away. The the other thing is, you know, every few months, I pull the stats from the quiz to see where people land. Would that be helpful if I shared some? Of course, I'd love it. Okay, because it would be weird if you said no right then. Um, (laughs) like 60,000 people, men, women, about every, you know, almost every country is represented. Okay. 78% constantly revisit their experience. 81% feel a loss of personal power. 80% are hypervigilant. 94% deal with painful triggers. The most common physical symptoms, 71% have low energy, 68% have sleep issues, 63% have extreme fatigue. So you go to sleep, you wake up, you're exhausted. That's how you know your adrenals have tanked. 47% have weight changes. So in the beginning, maybe you can't hold food down. Later on, you're using food for comfort. 45% have gut issues, digestive issues, anything, Crohn's, diverticulitis, IBS, constipation, diarrhea, you name it. The most common mental symptoms, 78% are overwhelmed, 70% are walking around in a state of disbelief, 68% are unable to focus, 64% are in shock, 62% can't concentrate. So imagine you can't concentrate, you have a gut issue, you're exhausted, You have to deal with all your kids. You have to work. You have to do all of that. That's not even the emotional symptoms. Emotionally, 88% experience extreme sadness. 83% are very angry. Real common to bounce back and forth between those two emotions. 
82% feel hurt, 80% have anxiety, 79% are stressed, just a few more. Here's why I wrote the book, Trust Again. 84% have an inability to trust. 67% prevent themselves from forming deep relationships because they're afraid of being hurt again. 82% find it hard to move forward. 90% want to move forward, but they don't know how. Wow. As you were saying that I was going through my own little checklist to see where, <laughs> where I was. I was like, cause am I still holding on to this? And I think I am. I think I haven't completely healed when I met and my husband. It took me a long time to even just be like, okay, yeah. All right. I, I will do this again, you know, getting married, moving forward, but even still there's like those things that can come up. And you're going to see from the third discovery exactly where you are, if you have healed. So, and I'm happy to go through that too. What's even more staggering about those numbers I just read. Now, you didn't hear me read one thing that's at 20%, 30%, not even close. What's even crazier about that is these stats aren't necessarily from a recent betrayal. This could be something that happened decades ago. So here's the part I want everybody to really understand. Now imagine, let's say your boyfriend or girlfriend in high school, your parent who did something horrible, you know, 30, 40 plus years ago. Imagine they may not even know, care, or even remember. And here we are living in this state of hypervigilance, living with a gut issue, exhausted, anxious, angry from something way back then. And betrayal is one of those experiences that, that without an intentional plan to move through it, you will live that way, stay that way for life, which is actually what the third discovery was. Which no one wants to do that. Nope. So many people are doing that. So many people. Yeah. And when I go through the third, you'll see exactly what this is. For me, this was the most exciting out of all, all of the discoveries. And what we learned was while we can stay stuck for years, decades, a lifetime, and so many people do, if we're going to fully heal and by fully heal, I mean, symptoms of post-betrayal syndrome, like I just shared, like you said, you had some of them, right. Mm -hmm. To this whole healed, complete completely rebuilt place of post-betrayal transformation, we're going to go through five now proven predictable stages. And what's even more exciting about that is we know what happens physically, mentally, and emotionally at every one of those stages. And we know what it takes to move from one stage to the next. Why is that good? Healing is entirely predictable. Hmm, Want me to go through the five stages? Of course. Yeah. (laughs) Of course. Let's go. (laughs) All right. They're totally mapped out in trust again. It's what we teach within the PBT Institute. It's what all of our coaches get certified in. I'm going to give you sort of a distilled version right here. So stage one is like a setup stage. And if you can imagine four legs of a table, the four legs being physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. What I saw with everybody was a real heavy lean on the physical and the mental thinking and doing and kind of neglecting the emotional and the spiritual feeling and being. So imagine a table that only has two legs, easy for that table to topple over, that's us. Stage two, shock, trauma, D-Day, discovery day. And this is the scariest of all of the stages. And it's the breakdown of the body, the mind, and the worldview. Right here, you've ignited the stress response. You're headed for every single stress-related symptom, illness, condition, disease. Your mind is in a complete state of chaos and overwhelm. You cannot wrap your mind around what you just learned. This makes no sense. 
and your worldview has just been shattered. Your worldview is your mental model, the rules that govern you, that prevent chaos. Don't go there, trust this person. These are the rules. This is how life works. And in one earth shattering moment or series of moments, every rule that you are holding on to, that you held to, to be as true is no longer. The bottom is bottomed out and a new bottom hasn't been formed yet. It's terrifying, but think about it. If the bottom were to bottom out on you, what would you do? You grab hold of whatever you could to stay safe and stay alive. And that's stage three, survival instincts emerge. It's the most practical out of all of the stages. If you can't help me, get out of my way. How do I survive this experience? Where do I go? Who can I trust? How do I feed my kids? Here's the trap though. This stage three, by far hands down, is the most common place to get stuck. And That's here's what I was why. thinking. I'm like, this is where people yep. land stuck, right? This is yep. where they land and this is where they stay. Once you've figured out how to survive your experience, because it feels so much better than the shock and trauma of where you just came from, you think it's good. You're like, okay, okay, I got this. And because you don't know there's anywhere else to go, you don't know there's a stage four or stage five, you think this is it. So you plant roots here. You're not supposed to, but you don't know that. And so you plant roots here and four things happen. The first thing is you start getting all these small self benefits from being here. You get to be right. You get your story you get someone to blame, you get a target for your anger, you get sympathy from everybody you tell your story to, you don't have to do the hard work of learning to trust again, can I trust you, should I trust you, I forget it, I'm not going to trust anybody, so you plant deeper roots, right, you're not supposed to, but you don't know that, and now because you're here longer than you should be, the mind starts doing things like, maybe it is you, maybe you're not that great, maybe this, maybe that, so you plant deeper roots, now because these are the thoughts you're thinking, this is the energy you're putting out, well, right. like energy attracts like energy. So now you're attracting the people, the circumstances, the relationships towards you to confirm, yep, this is where you belong. The misery loves company crowd, they start coming around now too. It gets worse, but I'll get you out of here. Because <laughs> it feels so bad, but you don't know there's anywhere else to go, you have to find a way to deal with this and be okay with it to get through your day. So right here, is where you resign yourself. You're like, this stinks, but I better find a way to get through this. So right here, you start using food, drugs, alcohol, work, TV, keeping busy, whatever it is. Now think about it. You do that for a day, a week, a month. Now it's a habit, 10 years, 20 years. Amy, I could see someone 20 years out and say, that emotional eating you're doing, that drinking you're doing, that numbing in front of the TV. Do you think that has anything to do with your betrayal? And they would look at me like I'm crazy. It's going to happen 20 years ago. All they did was put themselves in stage three and stay there. Does that make sense? It makes sense. And it's, it's so much easier to be the victim and stay there. Oh, and like do so what's much like safe, right? Like you're like, oh, well, I, I have control here. And also I want to keep blaming somebody and none of this is my fault. Exactly. So you just kind of stay there. Yeah. And, and I, and that's the thing. And I found like trust again, maps out all five stages, but everyone was getting stuck in stage three. So from hardened to healed, my most recent book is just for stage three. I was like, oh no, 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 no. I'm coming for you stage three years because the worst of it happened already. <laughs> you owe it to yourself to move through the stages. Anyway, can I take you through stages four and five? Yes. I'm actually writing down that book. Right okay. Now. I like how people, I have people on my mind that I'm like, 
Oh yeah. They need her. They need her book. Okay. Keep so, going. so if you are willing to let go of the small self benefits, grieve more than the loss, bunch of things you need to do. You move to stage four. Stage four is finding and adjusting to a new normal. So here's where you acknowledge, I can't undo what happened, but I control what I do with it. Just in that decision, you're turning down the stress response. You're not healing just yet, but at least you stop the massive damage you'd been causing in stages two and stage three. You know, I always use the example of if you were to ever move, if you were to move to a new house, office, condo, apartment, whatever, you don't have all your stuff there. It's not quite cozy yet, but you know, it's going to be okay. That's kind of the feeling of stage four. But think about it. If you were to move, you don't take everything with you. You don't take the things that don't represent who you want to be in that new space. And what I found was if your friends weren't there for you, you don't take them with you from stage three to stage four. People say to me all the time, what the heck? I've had these friends 10, 20, 30 years. Is it me? Yes, it is. You're undergoing a transformation. And if they don't rise, they don't come. Yeah. Very common to outgrow our friendships here. And when we don't know what's happening, we think we're going crazy. It's all interest again. Anyway, when we make stage four cozy, we make it okay. We make it mentally home. We move into the fifth most beautiful stage. And this is healing, rebirth, and a new worldview. The body starts to heal. Self-love, self-care, eating well, exercise, things like that. We didn't have the bandwidth for any of that earlier. Now we do. Our mind is healing. We're making new rules. We're making new boundaries based on the road we just traveled. And we have a new worldview based on everything we see so clearly now. And the four legs of that table, in the beginning, it was all about the physical and the mental. By this point, we're solidly grounded because we're focused on the emotional and the spiritual too. Those are the five stages. Okay. Well, I think I'm in five. Hallelujah. I made it through. <laughs> there you go. Those people who are listening, have you made it through? She just went through the stages. Where are you at? <laughs> and if you're not at five, you absolutely need her books. Uh, so much information. That was incredible. Thank you. So what about uh, betrayal? Just, I mean, I know that we've talked about it a little bit, Yep. but give us some, I know that people that are listening are probably saying cheating. Okay. That's a form of betrayal. And they're just looking at that. But yeah. what are other ways that people can feel betrayed? Oh yeah. I mean, it, it has so many faces and, and, you know, I define betrayal as the, as the breaking of a spoken or unspoken rule and every relationship has them. The way it works is the more we trust and the more we depend on someone, the deeper the betrayal. So for example, let's say a child who's totally and completely dependent on their parent and the parent does something awful. That's going to have a different impact than let's say your best friend, you know, sharing your secret. But right. it, you know, it, it has so many faces. It could be someone in a position of authority taking advantage of their position. You could, you know, it could be your your sibling, right? You say, okay, when mom and dad get older, we'll take care of them. And then mom and dad get older, and where are they? You know, so it has so many faces. Financial, you know, financial betrayal, where two people are in business together or in a marriage. And then where are the funds? You know, what happened there? So there are so many, so many different examples. But here's the thing. It's the shock of it. It's, you know, that's what's so hard. It's the breaking of that spoken or unspoken rule without our awareness or consent. Someone broke that rule. And that's what's so shocking. But rebuilding is always a choice. Whether you rebuild yourself and move on. That's what I did with my family. It wasn't an option to rebuild with them. 
Or if the situation lends itself, if you're willing, if you want to, you rebuild something entirely new, like from the ground up new with the person who hurt you. And that's what I did with my husband. So not long ago as two totally different people, we married each other again, new rings, new vows, new dress. <laughs> that was what kids. I was going to ask next. I'm like, she's wearing a ring. So who are you with now? So you rebuilt and now you two are together again. We are, it is a completely different marriage. I'll tell you, it, it's so interesting because now, like, first of all, my kids are all best friends. It's like, they've been through war together, you know, and, and it, but it's completely rebuilt based on new rules, new boundaries, new everything. And that's what betrayal lends itself. It really lends itself to creating an entirely new identity. You leave behind everything that no longer serves and you, you build a version of you that never would have had an opportunity to exist had that not happened. But here's what I see. I see so many people so afraid of that death and destruction of the old that they never get to rebirth the new. They try to patch it up, patch it up, patch it up. And people ask me all the time, can trust be repaired? I say, no. Can it be rebuilt? Yeah. It's a big job though, but they're looking at it like, well, I don't want to be the reason why this marriage ends. Well, the betrayal was the reason why the marriage, you know, could have ended, but that's not saying as two rebuilt transformed people, you can't meet up again, you know, from a very different place, but yeah. that fear, that fear is actually not doing anything for either of you. It's not allowing the betrayer to feel the full consequences of their actions. And it's not allowing the betrayed to do the work to heal. And there were actually three groups in my study who did not heal. And I'll tell you, there was one group and this was the group where the betrayer had very little consequences. And whether it was out of fear, financial fear, religious reasons, that was a big one. They did everything they could to just, you know, turn the other cheek, look the other way, whatever it was. I saw two things with this group. And I hope I want everybody to hear this loud and clear. The first was a further deterioration of the relationship. The second thing was this group by far was the most physically sick. Your broken heart can't handle that. It just can't. Oh, yeah. You look at so many yeah. people who are sick, who have mm -hmm. intestinal issues or whatever. It's like, ah, there's so much more to that than just, yeah. you know, like they're well, unhealthy. Think about it. Exactly. 45% of everybody with a gut issue, you know, 45% of everybody betrayed has a gut issue. So now think about it. They may be going to the most well-meaning, amazing gut experts, but that gut expert can only take them so far if at the root of it is an unhealed betrayal. And that's why with our certification program, yes, people are working coaching within the Institute, but we want doctors, coaches, healers, therapists to get certified. So this way they could take their patients and clients to such a deeper transformation. Yeah. Because you can only go so far without getting to the root of the problem. Let's talk about your work you're doing for a minute. So yes, you just said you want coaches, trainers, doctors, mm -hmm. everyone else to get certified so that they can help, which, wow, how powerful is that to make this go so much farther than what you can do, right? You're totally inspiring and helping so many people. So oh. thank you for your work, but tell us exactly what you guys are doing right now. Yeah. So you, you can't go making discoveries and go back to business as usual. <laughs> so, so the, when the, when the five stages was discovered, I mean, I put that in a program and it blew up and then everybody wanted to work with me. And I was like, well, how do I leverage myself? So mm -hmm. I created our certification program and that blew up. And I was like, well, I did the research. I know what works. I know what doesn't work. What would happen if I put everything that works under one roof? 
That's the PBT, Post-Betrayal Transformation Institute. So in there, we have daily classes with our, run by our certified coaches, and they all specialize in everything having to do with betrayal, divorce, reconciliation, narcissism, chronic pain, and they're teaching classes all day long. We have our self-paced programs. We bring in experts that you just can't get appointments with, and they're teaching master classes again in everything having to do with betrayal, you know, somatic body-based practices, doctors who come in. And these are all people I know who are just, you know, supporting our community. I'm in there doing Q&A and, and we have the most incredible community. It's not the, like the ain't it awful club where everyone's just kind of commiserating that this is all, you know, they're, to, they're all there to lift and inspire. And the intention is you come in at a stage two, stage three, and you, you stay in until you're at a stage five and you graduate. That's the whole idea. <laughs> So good. So good. So people can heal. That's the whole idea. Move over or move on, not move over, move on. And, and we need support and, but we need the right type of support. And I'll tell you, we have so many people coming into the Institute with therapy trauma, because, you know, this is one thing, if that therapist isn't highly skilled in betrayal, it's going to do way more harm than good for one thing. It's wonderful. Therapy can be wonderful if it's moving you forward. But I, I mean, people come in all the time. Oh, I was seeing a therapist for, you know, 20 years. And I'm like, if anything is going to root you like some to stage three, it's going over the same thing endlessly, not coming out of it any better or with any forward moving plan. So right. things like that. So it's uh, in the Institute, it's very forward moving. I mean, it's intentional. You are coming in at one stage and you are just moving through the stages until you're in that space of post-betrayal transformation. What an incredible work you are doing. And it's so, it's so needed because I would, I would dare say that just about everyone on this planet has had some form of betrayal. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the thing. And it, it is so debilitating and we think it's us and what did I do and why wasn't I enough? And here's the truth that has nothing to do with you, mm-hmm. although it affects you so deeply. So the idea is once you've been betrayed, you are in the most beautiful position to create a version of you that would blow your mind. If I tell you when someone is moving through the stages, and we see this in the Institute all the time, when they're in that stage four, stage five, how many new relationships are born? How many new bodies? How many new businesses? Things that show up that you never would have had access to because you weren't ready for them. Like the PBT Institute, that was a stage four, stage five thing. I never would have been ready for something like that beforehand. But these ideas, as you're healing, they just come to you. And then it's our work to to move you through in in our high-level program where I'm very involved in with our members. That's the transformation piece. And that's where these new, it's, it's beautiful to see these transformations. It's so much fun. So beautiful. You are the first person I met that is focused in on this one piece, mm-hmm. which is incredible. Yeah. I'm like, I, I was, as you were talking, I was just thinking about like my life and my husband's life and different people that I know and, you know, love. And I was like, geez, where were you a few years ago? And so, you know, but, but we can help. I'm, a, I'm so interested in your certification. I'm like, I'm going to go ahead and take a look for myself as well. But So what is the last thing that you would like one little bit of advice, a golden nugget that you'd want to leave with our audience? Yeah. Okay. Here's a little bit of tough love. Ready? Now that there's a roadmap to heal, staying stuck is a choice. Mm, So good. It is. It's a choice. Okay. Well, that's like mic drop. That's a wrap right there. So thank you so much for being on the podcast, everyone. There's going to be show notes on how you contact her and 
get a hold of her materials. She also has how many books do you have? I have six, but you know, the best thing they could do is really take the quiz, go to the site, the PBT is in post-betrayal transformation, the pbtinstitute.com. You'll see both quizzes there, the post-betrayal syndrome quiz, which you, this way, you know, what symptoms you have. You'll also see the, the healed or hardened quiz. So you know what stage you're in. Yeah. So good. So good. Okay. Again, notes are in the show notes or yeah, all this information's in there. So take a look and I'll see you guys on another episode. Bye. Hey, who is your life coach? If you don't have one, I'd be honored to be your coach. I've created a virtual coaching program called Thrive Club that I'd like to invite you to join. We address challenges, we work on goals, and ultimately we thrive together. There's group coaching, individual coaching, and hundreds of hours of courses and content that I've created just for you. If you're ready to take your life to the next level, then come check out Thrive Club at luckysanders.com forward slash membership.